0: Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, ministry of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Apostle Robert Enos. Here we will talk about doctrine and theology, politics, social and cultural issues, and how the church is to respond and face these issues. Get ready for a large dose of truth and get ready to have your tables flipped. As a friend just told me recently, Table Flippers is flipping awesome. I hope you go and check out our merchandise page. We have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I just got in my own hat, and I've been wearing it. I've been getting a lot of compliments on it. It's a fantastic hat. My daughter designed all of these. But we have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And if you go to TableFlippers.com, that's TableFlippers.com, and use FREEDOM as your promo code, you'll get a discount. Fantastic stuff, beautiful stuff, and it'll help me, it'll help you. And together, we'll be flipping awesome. Well, that's true, anybody that's been paying attention knows that we have some serious issues going on in this country right now. There's a lot of great things happening, God's really doing some spectacular things in this country, but there's a lot of crazy things happening. It's funny, it seems like where people are focused on their relationship with God and allowing God to just, well, be God, great things are happening in this nation. But where people are focusing upon, uh, how, how shall we say, just their own desires, what they want, how they want it. They don't want anybody telling them what to do, even though they don't mind telling everybody else what to do. That's where some of the most perverted garbage is taking place. And, and where we, we see this in our culture, in our society, that this perverted garbage is taking over, uh, or trying to, I should say, take over almost everything. But where people are standing against it and standing up for God, great things are happening. Hello, I'm your guest, or I'm sorry, you're my guest, I guess. No, maybe I'm your guest. It all depends on how you look at it. But I'm the host, Robert Enos of Table Flippers Podcast, and you are here, Table Flippers Podcast. So, welcome. I'm glad that you could be a part of this. And I say you're a part of this because you're not just a listener, nor do I consider you a fan. I consider you somebody who is uh, being, not just being educated because this isn't necessarily an educational program, uh, but it is something just to point out some issues that are going on out there and talk about it and put it out there. And what I hope it does is it puts a fire underneath you to learn more about these things and go after these things to change some of these issues and problems that we face in our society, we see in our society, which we're going to talk about today. And I hope that you really start forming, um, not just getting involved yourself. That's important. That's absolutely important. But form a group or get involved in a group that's already formed, that has the same heart and the same passion you do, or at least similar, and work with them because there's strength and there's power in numbers. We know that. So, you know, do that. You know, jump on board and go after these things, as they say, with a vengeance. I know that's one of those mean words that we're not supposed to say today because that could uh, create a, an image that we're violent. Yeah, I don't even care anymore. You know, it's so funny. I've been, uh, even just recently, but over the last few years, as I just face this stuff and I talk about this stuff openly, I've been called, uh, let's see, racist. Uh, one of the most recent. I was part of a group that we were called vile racists, but racist, now vile racist, Uh, um, homophobe, transphobe, xenophobe, what else? Oh, and I think the very latest one was a speciesist. I actually had to look that up and I thought that's that's a made-up word, which all words, of course, are made up by somebody at some point, but it was first used, I believe it said in 1973, and basically it's just... A fancy word to try to um, smear somebody who actually thinks that humans are at the top of the food chain, so to speak, not just the food chain, but in other areas. So I'm a speciesist, ladies and gentlemen, and I wear that with pride. I am a speciesist. I actually think humans are the greatest species on this planet. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do. Don't hate me for that. But I actually think that you and I are better than rats. Certainly better than rats. Black widow spiders, bats, mice, well, and every other animal on this planet. I am a speciesist because I actually, when I look at people walking around, no matter how crazy they may be, I still think that they're more important than the cat running around or the dog running around. So I'm a speciesist for that. Do you know how heartbreaking it was when somebody called me a species? Ist. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought it was actually kind of funny in a way, but I had to, again, go look it up. Is this really a thing? And yes, that's a thing. So it's so uh, weird. It's frustrating in a way, weird, and sometimes completely comical when you come across people like this that have to make up words to try to smear their opponents. And what ends up happening is their opponents walk away chuckling and wearing their smear uh, labels with pride. And that's what it did with me because I realized, hey, if somebody has to go to such um debt not yeah depths i should say depths lower themselves to that point to make up a word to use a foolish word make up a word throw it on somebody in the hopes that they look bad or sound bad or others would go oh he's a speciesist oh my gosh stay away from him grab your children you know it, it it's, it's kind of, it's funny. It, I mean, it's comical. It would make a great Saturday Night Live skit. And I think I'm going to start making those types of skits. When, when we see these types of things, I'm just going to turn it into a skit. But nonetheless, what a great skit that would have been. But we walk away going, I'm going to wear that with pride. As a matter of fact, maybe I should get a t-shirt made. I'll put my name on it. Watch out for the speciesist, you know. Watch out for the homophobe. Watch out for the xenophobe. Watch out for the whatever, you know. I don't like stupid people, phobe. You know, watch out for him because he doesn't like you. You know, <laughs> can you imagine? I'm a stupid, I'm a stupid phobe. I'm really don't like stupid people. So watch out for him because he won't like you. That's like, you're stupid. You know, <laughs> anyways. um. So I, just look for that. Maybe we'll start making some t shirts and putting those things out there. Maybe I'll have my daughter make up some t shirts. You know, I'm a species phobe. I'm a stupid people phobe. All of that good Fun stuff and sell it because why not make why not make money and make fun of the absolute stupidity that's being thrown at us why not let's capitalize on this I still believe in capitalism let's make some money off these um, you know when I grew up my mom and my mom would get mad if I used the word stupid but I'm not a little kid anymore so let's just make fun of them and make money off the stupid people so anyways with that. Uh, I want to talk to you today about something, the Palmdale Journal. This is a free publication. It's a newspaper. I'm holding one in my hand, this particular issue, and it's the November December issue of 2022. So it's the end of the year, close of the year uh, issue. And it's only 12 pages, 12 pages, but 12 pages of great content for uh, Palmdale and the Antelope Valley. Area Now, if you're listening to this outside of uh, our area and you don't know where is Animal Valley, where's Palmdale, what is that? Okay, we're located, uh, Palmdale is located the northern portion of Los Angeles County in Southern California, right next door to another city called Lancaster. So if you were to find us on a map, Lancaster, Palmdale, they're kind of growing into one city, sort of, you know like a lot of cities do, they just kind of merge together and it's hard to tell where the border is. It's still not like that yet. You can clearly find the border. You know exactly when you cross from Lancaster to Palmdale and vice versa. But uh, it's still a tight enough community of these cities and the surrounding areas. We have a lot of little towns around us that the even though it's called Palmdale Journal, the reason it's called that is because it was founded by a group called uh, what we call PFC or Palmdale Freedom Coalition. And Palmdale Freedom Coalition birthed the Palmdale Journal. And it's been going, I forgot how long it's been going now, but as it says here, published by Mike and Carol Ross. And we'll have Mike and Carol come and do a podcast with really me soon. Like I said, on my last podcast, I finally got the equipment to be able to sit down and do a round table type of discussion, which I've been waiting for, and we finally have it. So we will be doing that more and more and more. So just to share with you some of the things that are on here Um I'm going to read one of the articles here by Mario Presents, but it talks about the healthcare disaster. Overcoming obstacles event brings the AV community together. One of the articles in here, that's the title of it. RNC, expired consent decree. So it talks about the RNC and such. Taxing your trash. There's actually a very interesting story in here about how Lancaster, our neighbor city, is taxed, changed how they tax the trash. Uh, What, I mean, what an interesting, strange thing. Anyways, they're taxing trash and they're warning, in this article, they're warning other communities and such of what happened, why it happened and everything. So anyways, there's the gift of gratitude that was written by our very own Denise Verduzco who attends my church and it's a parenting column. So phenomenal, phenomenal uh, article. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this, especially if you don't live around Palmdale, you can go to the Palmdale Journal. That's like one word, the journal.com www.thepalmdalejournal.com. And you can read some of these articles and check it out. Maybe become a, a subscriber. It's a great paper. And right now it's small, it's only 12 pages, but it's growing and it's moving. And it's really shedding the light on some of the things that our local politicians and certain crooked uh, uh, business people wanted to keep hidden. But it's coming to the light now because of the people of PFC, Palmdale Freedom Coalition and the Palmdale Journal. So my hat goes off to them and two thumbs up. And I'm gonna read to you an article in here written by Mario Presents. Now, Mario is an interesting fellow and uh he's part of uh pfc palmdale freedom coalition and he writes often for the palmdale journal and his um article is called be yourself not a trans trender mario himself is and i only point this out to make a point on some things mario is a he he says that he's homosexual he and his um partner are homosexuals, and they're part of PFC, and they're very patriotic, both of them. Mario is extremely patriotic. He's uh, Mexican, uh, homosexual, and he will stand against a lot of the uh, LGBTQ agenda, which are like the groomers, the groomers for transgenderism and such. He's completely against that. He protects children. He stands up for children, stands up against the onslaught of even the community that many would say he's part of. Yeah, he's very patriotic and he goes to rallies, he he's part of rallies, he he writes, he stands up, he does so much for patriotic causes that it's 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 mind-blowing. I I was laughing. My wife and I were laughing in, in this regard, not at Mario, but we were laughing because I says, "You know, it's it's funny with all of this stuff that's gone down with with the COVID and the transgender and all this tyranny that's coming against the American people. And we've been doing our best to stand up against it. I said, I never thought in a million years that I would share a foxhole, so to speak, with, you know, locking arms in a foxhole on one side with someone like Mario. I have nothing against him. Just I'm just saying, you know, we don't think of a homosexual community as being uh, very patriotic and such, and yet he very much is. So I never thought I would be locking arms with, with uh, Mario on one side and another person like John... MacArthur on the other side. John MacArthur is a pastor of a large uh, Baptist church, and he stood very strong. He refused to close his church during the COVID and stood stood up for it. stood as a patriot, an American, and a Christian, and a pastor, and went through all the threats and all the fines and all that nonsense, but stood strong. So I, I, I never thought I would be locking arms on one side with Mario and on another side with John MacArthur and me in the middle, and. Uh, it's It's been a strange journey for me in that, but very, very eye-opening in many ways. Very eye-opening. What it taught me, among other things, it's, you know, we, we've always had this anti-stereotype thing going on in this country. Oh, you can't stereotype. And quite frankly, maybe I'll do a whole podcast on this. I believe in stereotyping. However, not everybody fits that particular or a particular stereotype. Mario certainly didn't especially when it comes to patriotism and standing up for children and protecting children, he's doing a better job. Listening, listen, you people in the church claim to be Christian, you pastors, you ministers, you reverends. Mario, this homosexual uh, Mexican man with, um, what do they call him? Not cornrows, but the tiny little braids, all different colors and everything. And often he wears high heels shoes to make a point. He waves a don't tread on me flag that's rainbow colored. Uh, he's doing a better job at protecting children and standing up for rights and freedom in this country than most Christians. So if any of you Christians want to come and bash me for working with and appreciating someone like Mario, just hold it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Don't bother because you'll get ripped because he's doing a better job than most of you are. Now, If you have this big thing against uh, homosexuality or homosexuals on a personal level or a theological level or doctrinal level, you know, whatever, that's fine. But when it comes to standing up, waving the American flag, going to city council meetings, going to school board meetings, writing, blogging, doing videos, doing audio uh, uh, recordings and putting them out there and standing strong, Mario's doing a much better job than you. Mario and I, we might get into a big argument if we ever talked about certain other issues. But when it comes to that, Mario, my hat goes off to you. And um, I appreciate you for what you're doing. And again, it's the same thing with John MacArthur. I don't know the man personally. We've never met. We've never talked. But I just know that theologically, doctrinally, we have a lot of disagreements. But when it comes down to saying no to tyrannical governments telling us to shut down our churches, telling us to basically just slink off into the shadows. He stood up and said, no, I stood up and said, no, I, I would be proud to lock arms with him on those issues. We can have the theological dis- discussions on other things at some other point, but when it comes to standing up for this country and it comes to standing up for our rights, I'd like lock arms with John MacArthur. So I'm not playing this game, you know, of uh, of uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, so now all of a sudden you are standing up for homosexuality, or now all of a sudden you are standing up with and for those fundamentalists that make fun." No, no, no. I'm standing up for freedom. I'm standing up for the things that make this country great. I'm standing up for our God-given, biblically founded. Freedom And again, it's sad to me, I'm glad that he's doing it, but it's sad to me that Mario is doing a much better job at standing up for what God says is ours than most in the church. So come on, Christians, what are we going to do about that? We need to flip the script, not to come against Mario because he's standing out there with us and for us, but to stand up against the true tyranny in this country. Then when we get our freedoms back, then when we have everything re-established as the Constitution says it should be, then we can have those discussions about lifestyle choices, have those discussions about theology and doctrine, have those discussions. We can have those discussions after we have grounded ourselves in the truth that made this country what it is. Anyways, back to this article. So, again, the name, Be Yourself, Not Trans- Let me see if I can get this paper in such a way that I can actually read this to you. It's not a very long article, but it's very good, just to show you what we're dealing with. So, here it is. Uh, Be Yourself, Not a Trans-Trender by Mario Presents. Encouraging young people to celebrate their own identity can be difficult when social pressure and adoration come with simply being trans or LGBTQ. We fawn for a month in June and then dedicate October to queer history, taking more time for recognition of this community than even the veterans who fought and died for this country. Though pediatric clinics overseas are slowly walking back gender affirmation treatments, that Americans are only just learning about. Propaganda surrounding puberty blockers is everywhere in the USA. The toughest place for a young adult to be is in the out group or being a loner. When a peer is lauded as stunning and brave for coming out as a trans or gay, the desire to claim this for oneself can be tempting for the not cool. All the popularity and attention showered on a gender non teen who claims to be transgender, can be seen when a school elevates their social status by electing them prom king or queen. This is not only tempting to impressionable minds, it is also alluring to those with an underdeveloped sense of self. Lupron, a medication used to sterilize sex offenders, is being used off-label for transgender transition because of its ability to block important hormones during development. European studies have linked the use of this medicine with premature osteoporosis and vision loss. It can also lead to a permanently underdeveloped phallus phallus? in males who later choose not to continue puberty blockers. Detransitioners, detransitioners, those who stop the transition process like Chloe Cole, Scott Nugent, Abel Garcia, and Sinead Watson, openly discuss the ongoing complications from their experimental medical transition at school boards and medical boards, effects such as persistent infections from a phalloplasty, non-existent sex drive due to hormones, lung damage from chest binders or the inability to even feel their chest due to nerve damage from a double mastectomy, often aren't discussed with young audiences. Many promises of rainbow and self-love exist in the world of trans When faced with the truth, many supporters of trans children become visibly irate, angry, and some even attempt to silence people who have opposing opinions or stories of transgender tragedy. California Bill SB 107 makes California a sanctuary state for transgender care for all minors. Meanwhile, Florida's Board of Medicine is quickly moving to outlaw uh, gender-affirming care and puberty blockers for minors who are not medically diagnosed with a measurable genetic condition. A person cannot tell if a person's variant sexual behavior will result in them identifying as transgender in adulthood. A 2008 study by William published in the Journal of American Academy of child and adolescent psychiatry showed that more than 80% of these children simply grow up to be adult homosexuals. A 2021 survey of Detransitioner by L. Littman showed that gender dysphoria disappears for 80% of children simply by naturally completing puberty. First off, I want to say thank you to Mario. Thank you, Mario Presents, for writing this article as you have, and just pointing out these, these facts. And for people like myself to see and read, understand, and get a better grasp upon really what's going on and the onslaught against our children, and for me, grandchildren. But I find it interesting at the end of this article, he points out how a 2021 survey of detransitioners by L. Lippman shows that gender Dysphoria disappears for 80% of children simply by naturally completing puberty. So that means that of all the young people that struggle with their sexual identity and think that they're in the wrong body, they will get over it. 80% of them. So if you have 100 of them that claim this, 80 of them will come out of that naturally. If you just leave it alone and let them be kids... And as they come out of puberty, remember, puberty is a tough time for people because of all the hormonal changes that are going on. And so when they come out of all those hormonal, hormonal changes, puberty, 80% of them realize, "Ha, oh, yeah, that, that really wasn't me. But especially in a world where you have the peer pressure, now they have peer pressure from teachers and school administrators that if girls, you are a simple tomboy, you just like to get dirty and you like to rough house or you like trucks instead of the little pink Prius, that you must be in the wrong body. You must really be a male. So here, take these, these um, pills, take this medication, uh, go get pieces of your body altered and chopped off. You'll feel better about yourself. And what they're finding, the dirty little secret behind all this is people don't feel better about themselves after... They come to themselves. And when the hormonal changes are over, called puberty, and now they're looking at themselves in a the mirror and they don't even recognize who they are or what they are. Can you imagine that heartbreaking reality coming in like a flood, like a torrent on that young person who just made it through puberty? Their hormones finally settled. And now they're looking at themselves after they've, they've mutilated themselves. Um, perhaps years of, of uh, puberty blockers and medicines and things that alter everything about them. And they're suddenly in that moment staring at themselves, realizing, I don't know even who I am, let alone what I am. What a heartbreaking, heart-wrenching reality for these young people. I couldn't even imagine it. I could not even imagine it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do something. And you Christians out there that aren't doing anything about this, Except sitting back and, and and complaining or just saying, well, you know, it's just a sign of the time. Jesus is coming back. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't. So until we either see Jesus break through the clouds and a light upon the, the earth and take control, or you hear that heavenly whistle or that trumpet sound and he calls you up until that happens. And it could be, listen, I don't believe in any of the end time nonsense that we've been hearing for like I said, I'm 56 years old. I've, I've talked about this before. And I've been hearing this my entire life. And it, and this message was going on long before I was around. And we're still here. Okay, we're still here. So I'm sick and tired of telling me, oh, let's just hide away in our caves until Jesus comes back because it's any second. No, it's not. Let me tell you what the Bible actually says. Make disciple, disciples, make disciples, go disciple nations. And we have failed in that. Now, who's discipling nations? these militant transgenderists transgenderism whatever you want to call them lgbtq groomers who are trying to pervert our children and our grandchildren and by you hiding away in your caves and not doing anything and just complaining and and every time you're questioning about it well it's just because jesus is coming back what you are doing is you are throwing your own children and your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews to the wolves. There's a passage in the Bible that talks about if a man can't even take care of his own family, he is worse than an unbeliever. And we look at that passage, we often think it's only about finances, putting food on the table and a roof over their head. And I'm here to tell you that's not the only thing that that speaks into. That principle and that truth even goes into the way we leave the, this world for our children. And if you're not standing up against that kind of wickedness that seeks, to groom your children for this transgender perversion and groom your grandchildren. If you're not standing up against this, you are worse than an unbeliever. Do not tell me that that you're not doing anything because, well, Jesus is coming back or Antichrist is coming. Well, we just can't do anything about it because it's the end time. You don't even go there with me ever ever because what you are trying to you're trying to sound spiritual and what you're actually sounding like and what you really are is worse than an unbeliever when we have people like mario presents that will go and fight for your children your grandchildren and most christians won't even get off the couch and go to these meetings and stand up for righteousness You are worse than an unbeliever. When you got pastors in the pulpit that will preach and teach, oh, everything's just getting so bad out there. Just hold on till Jesus comes here. And yet Mario's out in the trenches fighting. You, pastor, are worse than an unbeliever. Even if Jesus came tomorrow, even if Jesus came before this week is up, I don't think many of you Christians and pastors would make it because Jesus gave us some, clear direction do business until i do come occupy until i come make disciples of all nations and so many of you are sitting on the couch in fear because of some failed doctrine that you bought into and you keep pushing, you're not gonna get involved in things. You're not gonna get involved in politics because what's the point, Jesus is coming back. You're not gonna go out and fight for our children because what's the point, Jesus is coming back. You're not gonna go do these things because what's the point, Jesus is coming back. I'm telling you, you may not make it because Jesus also asked this question, when I return, he says, when I return, will I find faith? And I'm telling you, he won't find much faith in the body of Christ, in the church, what we call the church world today. Why? Because you're too afraid sitting on the couch, twiddling your thumbs, hoping Antichrist doesn't kick down the door instead of out there in the trenches and fighting. But again, we have people like Mario, and I can go on, it's not just Mario. PFC is just a great example of this, of Christians and non-Christians coming together for the greater good for our country, standing up for righteousness. We have people in there from all walks of life, we have uh, Hispanic, we have black, we have white, we have Middle Easterners. We have uh, some older people, we have some younger people. We have some people that, uh, well, I don't know all, you know, their, their um, socioeconomic standpoint, but we have some people that have a little bit of money. We have a lot, of, some people that have a lot more money. That has nothing to do with it. We all come together once a week and we talk about the issues, we strategize, and then we go face these issues. And we go deal with these issues we've been to many city council meetings we've been to many um, school board meetings we've written articles we started a paper the palmdale journal and when i say we i'm just a very loose part of this i go i'm a member they they go to uh, the coffee shop my wife and i own butler's coffee they're there every wednesday but um some of these guys are hardcore mario is probably one of them and so we'll have him come in and do a podcast but i'm telling you we've got to stop playing the game our children and our grandchildren are going to pay the ultimate price for our failure to rise up and fight for them so many of you say well i don't want them to come after my business i don't want them to um, come after my job i don't want them to oh but you'll leave all of that for your children and your grandchildren the bible tells us that a good man <clears throat> a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children again often we think of stuff money a house some cars some stocks some bonds some investments whatever but what about courage what about freedom what about liberty what about the end of tyranny so they don't have to deal with it so that they can live in a country that is free they Can live in a country that gives them the ability to create the life they want to live instead of a life forced on them by an oppressive government what about leaving them an inheritance of a nation where this transgenderism grooming no longer takes place at any level in culture and society what about leaving them an inheritance again of freedom and liberty That if they wanted to start a business, they have the liberty to do that instead of the government telling them what they can and can't and should and should not do. If they want to drive an electric car, they have the freedom to do that. If they want to go drive a small gas-powered car, they have the freedom to do that. If they want to go drive a large diesel-powered truck, then they have the liberty to do that. How about leaving them an inheritance of righteousness and liberty and freedom? You see, you're never going to give that to your children or your grandchildren. If you're too cowardly to get off your couch and get into that school board meeting or in that city council meeting, write your senators, write your congressmen. If you're too afraid to do those things or too lazy to do those things, then you're what you are doing. You are leaving your children and grandchildren an inheritance of tyranny, an inheritance of tyranny. That's not the kind of inheritance that God says, a good man leaves for his children and his grandchildren. I, for one, do not wanna be in that mix. I I put it on notice and I pray, God, when you do bring me home, regardless of how you do that, please, I don't want, I know I'm already gonna have to answer for a lot of my own issues on judgment day, but please don't put me with that mix. I do not want to be associated, I'm just gonna be honest with you, with most Christians in the judgment. I don't, I don't wanna be associated with the cowardly, with the weak, I don't wanna be associated with the lazy, I don't want to be associated with those that were more concerned about themselves and their own comfort than their children and their grandchildren. Please don't put me in that mix. Because in that time, you better believe I'll be naming names and throwing people under the bus. Well, I have a lot to answer for? Oh, absolutely. I know that. But I also don't want to have to answer for your nonsense if you're not out there fighting. So what am I saying? It's time to rise up. And if you're listening to this outside of the United States of America, <coughs> that's fine. Rise up in your country. Start a the fight in your country. Do whatever you need to do to bring in and usher in freedom from tyranny in your country, in your state, in your hometown. Stand up for righteousness. Fight back, fight back. Put your foot down. I really hope and pray that there's a revolution of righteousness in the globe, but it's never gonna happen until good people rise up and start fighting the good fight. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers Podcast. I'd really love to hear from you. Please look us up on the web at www.gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Or you can email me at gwccrobert@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear from you. Please let us know how we're doing. Keep all those comments coming. Until next time, you all have a great and a blessed day.